is episode 437 for October 2016. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd appreciate your support. I'd also like to thank Justin, Alexander, Craig, and Ryan for sending in a few bucks in the month to help pay for our bandwidth costs. Every little bit helps. I just recently paid a pretty big bill for bandwidth costs, and those four fellows are the ones that donated in September. All right, if you would like to support the site and help us pay the costs, log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site Via PayPal, and you can, uh, like I said, help cover the costs, which is a pretty penny each and every month. All right, gang, on with the show. Spacers, welcome to our review show. Let's introduce the panel. JR, what's going on, sir? Well, uh, Spencer is upstairs binging on Luke Cage. So uh, I guess he'll give me a full... Uh, he, he's been liking it so far, uh, but, uh, you know, I haven't seen too much of it, so... Did you see all of Daredevil Season 1 and 2 and Jessica Jones? I saw all of Daredevil Season 1 and 2. I gave up on Jessica Jones after Season 2. I thought she was an unlikable little wow. girl. Wow. Whoa, she didn't even have season two. <laughs> I mean, well, season one. That's oh yeah. <laughs> I gave up. I gave up. I gave up after episode two. It's a slow oh. show. Yeah, it builds and though. It, that, and, and build. I always said it was interesting because it felt like it was padded, like it was about eight episodes drawn out over thirteen, just like a Bendis thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although I heard it picks up when uh, uh, David Tennant kind of. T- oh, David yeah, Tennant. Awesome. Yeah, he's creepy as hell. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that voice you just heard is George. What's going on, George? Hi, I, I didn't mean to kind of butt in like that. I just had commentary. You do that all the time. I do do that yeah. all the time. And I, I and that other voice is Zach. And What's that, up? And, and that's why you're the unpopular dick in the corner. <laughs> I will always be the unpopular dick in the corner. Oh, it's good to be here, Douglas. Yep, Mike. What's going on, sir? Uh, well, I'm the only one not interrupting this conversation. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. Translation: well. You are not the dick at this point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, Ashley can't be with us. She has plans. Oh wait, Ashley's not here. Ashley's not here. Great. Then everyone's going to start thinking uh, George is uh, Ashley again. So yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I played. Uh, I, I got to play uh, Overwatch with Ashley and uh, and Jack finally. Oh. Did did I, I don't know how you play that, but did they beat you? No, no, no. We were on the same team fighting other people, and we we wrecked face. Let me tell you. We. <laughs> that's good, right? That's good. Right? We did. It is okay. That's good. Okay. He's trying to be hip. He is. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not trying no. to be. I don't ever have to try to be anything. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean. it's me. Come on. Uh, we we only have one iTunes review. What? We haven't had one since June. So July and August were Sans reviews. Now we've got one posted on September 26th. Ty Romy 94 posted the subject title "Amazing and Dare I Say Spectacular." Five out of five stars. Mm. I'm a long-time listener of the podcast and a long-time Spider fan, and I must say, this is not only the best Spider-Man podcast around, but it's one of the best podcasts I have in my feed, and I listen to a ton of podcasts. The host and its panelists know their stuff, and their friendship provides hilarious and deep conversations for a hero who's inspired me throughout my entire life. I love the no BS. Sorry, people who love the new slot run, but no, just no. I'll <laughs> skip and I can't say it enough. A plus 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 plus. Never stop, gang. P.S. Love you, George. P.S.S. Brad. Previously, you had used mail order comics to get your books. I'm curious. Do you use any other service such as that? I'd appreciate it. I use uh, Discount Comic Book Service, uh, DCBS, uh, and I like them. They uh, when mail order went under. 
they took over their customers and they've treated me right. They have 40 to 50% off the cover price and a flat shipping rate, which I like. And I get, I just got my box of comics today, ironically, that you should ask that. So yeah, check them out. Uh, I wish they were a sponsor. I've tried to get them as a sponsor. Haven't had any luck with them as a sponsor. <laughs> but I still endorse them and, and really enjoy their service. So, so what did happen to mail order? Is like he moved to a new location or something or tried to expand something and just completely tanked? Yeah. I understand, and they they helped support this site for a long time, so I appreciate it. But from what I understand, uh, they spent a lot of money on a revamp of their website, mm. and it just never could get um, – uh, they they couldn't support how much it costs, etc., and they were uh, taking out a lot of debt. And at one point, they owed Diamond, I think, half a million dollars or something wow. like that. And uh, Diamond said, we're not shipping any books until they pay. So uh, I think the what they did was, and I, I'm, I'm assuming this is based on what I read, like Bleeding Cool and, and other sites. They uh, sold possibly their customer list to DCBS, and that may have gotten them out of the hole a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, that, that place is closed up shop. But that was a while back. It. Mm-hmm. That was a while back. That, like four years ago, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. Uh, oh, go ahead, Zach. You mentioned about people owing Diamond money. That was also part of the reason that Hastings finally uh, went, Hastings. Out, yeah. went out of business. So. Are they all closed? Because I know they went to Chapter uh, 11. Well, they went. what happened was is they sold they sold off to this company, and when the company bought them, they had the option of you know shutting down some stores, but they decided to completely liquidate and so most of the stores are going to should be by the end of next month uh, completely closed. That's too bad. I I kind of I like Hastings. I bought a few things there over the years. I used to rent DVDs in the early two thousands. Oh yeah. I, I, they yeah. A, and towards the end they were huge into comics and into comic yeah. culture. I mean it was like a it was like oh, a I, it was like a superstore for for uh, yeah. For comic stuff, and the sad thing was, is the last year that they they actually were starting to turn a profit, but um, mm. it just it was too little, too late. They got re- killed by Redbox and uh, Barnes and and, and Barnes and Noble. I, I remember Hastings uh, back when I was in college uh, up in the early nineties, because um, I was uh, there was a, a gal with red hair that worked there. That I knew from um, the like just like Charlie Brown. That, that, I, that I knew. No, not really. Um, that I, but I, I knew her from. She was a uh, a drama major uh, up at the school, and and back then at the school at that school, it was like they had the best parties, and and so this gal and I like made out a few times. So I used to go into uh, uh, Hastings to bug her. <laughs> to what? Just to, to just to bug her, just to show up, oh, just to show up and be an early twenties guy in the nineties, which was you know <laughs> obnoxious. Did they have comics back in the day in the nineties no, and tasting? No, no, they didn't. No, no, no. It was they did mainly books and video back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I take this back. All right, while you guys were talking, I randomly changed countries on my iTunes. Not personally, uh, I went over to the UK. We have one new UK review. UK loves us. I know that mm-hmm. that's the first country I picked after the if, United if States. We, if, if you win the lottery, you need to. You we need to do a live show. Streaming vidcast. Uh, This is another five out of five star review from Russ from England. He posted this September seventeenth, twenty sixteen. Quote: This is a very entertaining podcast. All members are very funny, and 
uh, most are massively knowledgeable regarding Spidey. The only member that is not as informed as the other is Ashley, but she's hugely charming and intelligent. Being the newest and the youngest member, she has lots of material to look back on and experience. She's a great addition to the team, and the podcast gets lots of flack for being negative and receives a great deal of backlash for this. The guys are just passionate about Spider-Man and are only expressing their opinions about the state of things as they see it. It's an opinion. They never state that others have to think the way that this way or agree, and I do not always agree with their opinions expressed, but so what? It would be boring if we all thought the same thing. That's why this is such a great listen. We get a great deal of variety in what they all record. The brilliantly blunt JR gives us some great insight in Spider history, where he teaches us about a particular month in Spider-Man's published history. The fiery George (laughs) gives us Fight Club, or Fight Night, in which he commentates on a fight that Spidey has had with one of his rogues, and they are very entertaining. Hearing George talk about his favorite villain, the all-powerful Stegron, is a delight. Please do do the first Moreland fight, dude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get re- reviews, news, Spider Jeopardy, and more. Everyone contributes to this pod- wonderful podcast. And the very pleasant kingpin in charge, Brad Douglas, keeps it all in check and seems like a great guy. Zach and Mike also seem like cool guys. And I would love to sit down and have a chat with these guys because between them, there is a spider encyclopedia. I could lose hours. Many. Thanks, guys. Oh, by the way, Ashley should read Mark Miller's Marvel Knight Spider-Man for some good black cat. Five stars. Very nice. Thank you, sir. Yeah, they kind of lost me after they stopped complimenting me and George. (laughs) Well, Well, screw you too, JR. (laughs) Hey, this is, I've actually been called cool from this guy. You know, I I give that A plus alone, okay? (laughs) I, I got called fiery. Apparently the only flavor I come in is caliente. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god not a bad not a that's, bad flavor actually. you know what this you know what this sound is <sighs> that's george's head inflating with his ego <laughs> i thought it was a blow-up dog oh uh, dude i already got a big head my friends call me a watcher <laughs> yeah 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 all right two asm reviews yes we're gonna do number 17 and we're gonna do number 18 and we're gonna review the amazing uh prowler uh, number 17, George, you love Hobie, so I gave this to you. I do love Hobie, uh, and so yep. this issue can suck it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> How I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How do I right. know you were going to be <laughs> Mr. Negative? They can suck it. No, this issue can suck it, right? Okay. Uh, okay, so it starts off, we have a flashback of, uh, of Electro and uh, the girl he killed when he got a little too excited. Um, which was very reminiscent of the first Spider-Man porn, by the way, uh, the triple X parody, because Electro has a similar scene in which he loses control at the end and kills the hooker he's with. Didn't James Cameron's uh, Spider-Man script treatment also have something like that, too? Yes. So Electro kills a girl. But Did it? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, um, so we get to relive that moment, which was terrible when we first saw it to begin with, and, and so now we get a repeat performance. Um. Mm. But you know, it's 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 her kind of reliving the moment she died, and of course she's got. I think she was yeah, she was like a tattoo artist. Yeah, I believe that's what she did because she. I mean, she's covered in tats anyway, and piercings, and I honestly, had forgotten. About seriously, it. she's got so many piercings, or you could use her head as a as a like a fishing lure. <laughs> she's like a Rand McNally map, huh? She's like a Rand. Oh, McNally I know, map. like on on her sleeves. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call it when you get tattoos on the arms. By the way, sleeves. For yeah. those who don't know, for the uninitiated. <clears throat> Got oh it. my dear God! Really? Any anybody have a? Uh, Dude, we got people of all ages 
listening yeah. to this show that might not know what the hell that is, including people in Europe where tattoos aren't even really as big as they are here in a lot of places. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does anyone on this panel have a tattoo? I do not. JR has a tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Norman's. It's just a uh, pumpkin it's bomb. A, it's a glider. He's got a glider flying out his ass. <laughs> when, you're my, when you're my age, you collect a lot of things. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my dust. <laughs> it's like how I met your mother when he has the butterfly JR's, flying out of that. Cheers, goblin tramp stamp. How do you follow that up? Go ahead, keep All going. Right, so she steps out of uh, <laughs> the jackal's uh, uh, cl cloning chamber, or whatever the hell it is, uh, and of course she doesn't have any tattoos or any piercings, which means she's got a brand new body. Uh, and we find out about a little bit of, uh, more about that later on. And, and she steps out of uh, of the chamber. And instantly, there's a, there's a giant lizard guy, a dude with a dog mask, and a, and a guy that's like eight foot tall with a rhino horn, and she doesn't <laughs> flinch. She doesn't miss a beat. Right? Like, she's not even scared at all. She's just like, oh, supervillains, okay. Well, that's her, that was her thing, too, because she's a supervillain groupie. So, she's yeah. like, so, oh, whatever, it's Wednesday again, so... Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he holds her up, you know, uh, she addresses Jackal. Jackal holds up a pill and says, oh, by the way, you need to take this uh, every day for the rest of your life forever. You're going to die again. Um, and he reiterates the fact that he believes that they are good guys. And so we cut away to San Francisco out on the West Coast, uh, and we see Spider-Man swinging through uh, through San Francisco. And of I guess uh, somebody missed a memo. We've got the blue jackassy glowing chest thing again. Because um, we, we went several issues without that, and uh, but now it's back, unfortunately. Well, we've got a new artist. Maybe that's the, the problem. And, uh, well, the colorist. Yeah, it's all about yeah, that. The, the guy it's, the, it's, the same, it's the same colorist that they've had for the last couple of issues, Marty Grosso. I guess somebody Grusso. must have noticed that they've been missing that, and we're like, oh, my God, get that on there fast, because fans demand it. Well, they want a big glowing blue spider on his chest, Could be right? that uh, this is Hobie's costume and not Peter's. No, Peter's costume had the same damn thing. Oh. Except they just haven't shown it lately. Because his eyes still glow and all that crap. Well, I meant like, yeah, I was, I was, trying, to, I was trying to no-prize it, but it, I failed. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's any day ending in Y, really. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Spidey Dude's flipping me off right now. I can hear it. Yes, yes. I all can, the all I'm the little things. getting double guns right now. All right. <laughs> so uh, he he manages to save a, a window washer that's uh, that's falling from the side of the building, and he helps him get back up uh, to safety. And while he's talking to Peter the entire time in his ear, because Peter's like, "I need people to see Spidey on the West Coast," and oh, by the way, I need you to do a little uh, a little industrial snooping for me uh, on this company that's created this drug that I'm about to use on a family member, and I don't have any reference. <laughs> <laughs> Which at first Hobie blanches at because Hobie's like, dude, look, you know, I'm I'm not a criminal. That's not what I do. He used to be a window yeah. washer. Well, he used to be a criminal, but you know, yeah. he, he's like, you know, I this this sounds like industrial espionage, and that's the first thing I thought when I heard it. I was like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. Peter's asking him to break the law, and technically he did break the law. Still, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he broke into the place. <laughs> but, you know, Spidey's done that kind of thing before. Every now and then, you, you know, you, you fudge some things here and there while you're doing detective work. It's not like Batman gets a warrant whenever he goes into, you know, someplace. Daredevil breaks the law all the time. Yeah, he's a they lawyer. He's a lawyer, exactly. So, uh, so Hobie 
switches costumes. He takes off the Spidey costume, which is apparently some sort of hologram, and then uh, turns into the Prowler. And um, we get <clears throat> we get his dialogue box changes, <clears throat> you know, so we we can hear his inner monologue, and it's all got like a pra- purple boxes with a little Prowler icon, which is yeah. kind of cool, actually. I, I agree. That was really neat. Um, and so he he infiltrates the the building and and he's crawling. He manages to circumnavigate a couple of or not circumnavigate, but get by a couple of guards who are playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> um, uh, culture reference. Yeah. yeah. And and the guy's like, I'm telling you, I got a Vaporeon on level three, and I'm like, I'm not even impressed, dude. You can EVs are out there like you know like a dime a dozen. You can, I've got 36 Vaporeons, buddy. <laughs> Any, no idea. Go on. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> anyway. I think we just heard Greek for the first time on the show. <laughs> so uh, back in uh, Jackal's mad science lair, we've got the lizard and uh, and Martha working, uh, I don't know, different machines and whatnot. Uh, you've got uh, Electro. You've got Max Dillon trussed up in some sort of harness uh, inside the Stargate or whatever the hell that is. Um <laughs> And they're trying to to give him back his powers, um, or or to juice him up, and it's not working. And so they take him down, they bring him off of it, and as they're you know getting him out of the harness and everything, his electrical electrical stuff starts coming off of him and goes into her. And then she mm-hmm. instantly flips from "I don't really like you all that much. You make me uncomfortable." To "Oh, hey, I need every ounce of uh, of electricity that you have because apparently that's just normal." Puck her up, baby. So she suddenly draws all the electricity out of him, leaves him some sort of charred mess in the corner. The lizard, uh, uh, or no, I'm get, kind of getting ahead of myself because when that happens, you have Hobie deciding with the rhino and the lizard and a, a, a possible electro in the room, now is the best time to jump in. <laughs> And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, Hobie, you don't even have super strength. You're just a dude with gadgets. You can eat up, you're eat up with a dumbass right now, Hobie. Yeah, okay. I, why, Hobie? Why? Hobie, can we talk? <laughs> and Maybe he thinks he's Batman. Or no, Batman. Batman does that all the time. Yeah, but that's Batman. That's, or maybe Mr. Slot wanted him to be cloned. Dude, <laughs> in the same situation that Batman yeah. jumps in the room... And the lizard, and the lizard sees Batman, and the rhino sees Batman, and and the two electros see Batman. People start crapping their pants. Mm-hmm. Not like so. It doesn't. That doesn't seem like a natural move for the character that you've known for fifty no, years, practically. No, exactly. No, because as soon as Batman arrives, Batman already knows four different ways to defeat everybody in the room. You know, Hobie. Hobie is still. He's not. He's not brand new to this, but he doesn't have the same experience that Peter does at it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, he, but he's just going to leap into the fray with a with a giant lizard, a giant rhino, and uh, a, a, a gal with who may have may or may not have electrical powers now. And of course, the lizard grabs him by the throat. You know, Hobie reacts very well. Uh, he has a his suit can lower his body temperature. Does that make him to a new reader see, appear to be a hero, or the longtime reader make him appear to be an idiot? It should make him appear to be a zombie because if <laughs> you lower your body temperature, it's going to kill you. Yeah. No, no, no! Leaping into the fight without a plan, 
Uh, it's just kind of reckless. I mean, he has good motives. Yeah. His his motive is, hey, I have to say the supervillain who's getting murdered from the other supervillains, you know. And I, I imagine as soon as Lizard grabs him by the throat, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, uh, like Go from Arrested Development. He's like, I made a huge mistake, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but he, he lowers uh, he lower he uses his his technology and his suit to lower uh, Lizard's body temperature and take him out of the fight pretty good, which was kind of you know pretty inventive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he smashes. <laughs> oh, wait, just wait. He, he manages yeah. uh, to over to overpower a couple of guards, and I'm like, this is more your speed. Yeah, this right here is your wheelhouse. Do more of this and stay out of the room with all with the rhino. <laughs> Don't go back in there. Yeah. So. Um, the new Electro, which is Francine, uh, is really adapting quite rapidly to being the new Electro, uh, almost like it's you know like it's just being done to move the story along. <laughs> Doubt about it at all. Yeah. Uh, but Ho- Hobie goes diving out a window, uh, you know, thinking maybe he's he's safe, and he's trying to call Peter, who's on his way to Oklahoma, where they've had that explosion at the plant, and uh, Edmund, not Edmonton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, George. Well and uh, and and the new Electro Francine attacks him with her powers, uh, knocks him to the ground, and Hobie, getting ready to square off on her. She she's using Spider Man's stick. She's like trying to goad him, you know. And suddenly suddenly she's an expert in how electricity works. By the way. <laughs> and 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 suddenly yeah. you know only took what four or five pages. Right. Yeah. And and it's explained earlier on how um how. When when they when they got her DNA to to clone her, they had taken oh, her yes. right after she'd been intimate with with uh, with Max, and so there was still DNA on her. Ooh. Well, they're quick to point out that it's it was you know saliva from the lips and not you know not any yeah. other uh, not any other. Yeah, Max's saliva, the DNA yeah. from Max's saliva mix intermixed with the DNA of her saliva, and so that's genetically, how genetically. Yeah, she's got, genetically she's ha- she's part Max. Max yeah. Dillon. Ew. So Ew. Uh, so so Hobie tries Ew. to web her because she makes a comment about Spider-Man and Spidey, you know, and and, and, and Prowler's like, oh, I, I can do Spidey tricks, and he uses his web shooter, and of course it gives her a perfect arc to electrocute him through the webbing. Uh, which she does, and Hobie's laying there in a charred, you know, heap, you know, thinking uh, his thoughts are drifting off as he as he dies, and his body's sitting there smoking. Uh, and the jackal, you see the jackal running up to him, and then Hobie suddenly wakes up and he steps out of his cylinder and he's fine. It's a different cylinder than they used for, or a different apparatus than they used for uh, for Francine. I guess because they had to grow Francine from scratch, and I guess with Max, they just had to regenerate him. Or not Max. Um, Hobie. Hobie. Hobie, thank you. With Hobie, they just had to regenerate him. Uh, and, of course, Jackal's like, hey, we're the good guys and everything else, and hey, you have to take this pill, and yada, yada. <laughs> but Hobie, you know, Hobie finally, you know, or Peter gets a hold of Hobie, and he's like, hey, what's going on with that company? And Hobie's like, dude, I haven't found anything else yet. I'll keep you posted. And then he's sitting there talking to the Jackal and all the bad guys who, you know, maintain that they're that they're good guys. Uh, and Hobie's sort of going along with it. He's like, oh, my God, you've, you show me the future. You're building a better world. He's playing right – Hobie is playing right up to this dude's ego. And this is what makes me think that even though he, with his new situation that he's 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 planning on reversing the tables and he's like no I'm you know I, I I'm under this is like the perfect cover for me right now you know mm-hmm. and if you know and then uh, the issue ends and um, that's it to be continued. To be continued. 
All right. What's your grade for this, George? My grade is a C minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh wow! Let's do let's do, let's do your pros first. Uh, we, we have Hobie. <laughs> it's a whole Hobie centric issue. Yeah. And uh, and eighty percent Hobie. Yeah, yeah, and I really like Hobie. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's interesting that to get a, a little bit better story, we have to t- almost completely take uh, Peter out of it. Yep. Uh, which we saw during Superior. Superior was a better story. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. Because well, Peter wasn't there for slot. We, we have a similar problem with the next one. Yep. Spider Man's not in a month yeah. either. It's like it's like there's a memo that went out saying, you know, in Spider Man, maybe do less Spidey. Less Spidey. Yeah, your your yeah, Spidey's kind of rough. What uh, we're getting into the cons a little bit though. Uh, some other pros. George, any other pros? Yeah, no, I, I have nothing. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Let's hear some pros. Uh, I like the artwork. Yeah, his Spider-Man's not. His Peter's not. That sounds bad. His Peter Parker is not a very Peter Parker looking. I don't think. I did kind of like. Uh, I also like Hobie at least for the first half of the issue. Um, I mean, the way the uh, Dan Slot kind of played up the idea that, yeah, that Hobie kind of is sort of. You know that they're showing the similarities between him and 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 Spider-Man essentially, probably blatantly so in in this case. But I mean, because it's really getting across the idea that under that Hobie could have sort of been if if we're going to go into the idea of legacy characters, if you will, that Hobie Brown could have become uh, the next Spider-Man essentially is what I think that that was the gist that I got out of this this thing. Well, you remember uh, back um back, back there, and just because you brought this up. And I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, oh no, no, go ahead. You build off of that point. Yeah. But um, one thing I've always said was, if they wanted a black person to take over, you know, like the whole thing with Miles was that he wasn't a white guy. Yeah. Right. Right. In fact, with Miles, they tried to hit several demographics at once. <laughs> um, yeah, white and Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, but and I always said I was like, dude, if if Hobie took over as Spider Man for a while, nobody would care. Because it's it's it, 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 nobody would say anything because it's natural because he's posed as Spidey before. There's history for it. Exactly. I mean, because no. I mean, natural. <laughs> right. I mean, there's there's. I mean, like because he's very much in a sense like Peter Parker in the fact that he is somebody. He's a brilliant guy who's often doesn't who's tr- struggling to get by and, and meeting everything else. And his whole I mean, the way he was set up from the beginning. If you go back to uh, you know his ver- you know very first appearance, it was almost like you know. Setting up that oh this guy I mean his whole costume and everything it's it's very similar to how Spider Man looks I mean it, although it's green and purple instead of blue and red so there's that comp- it has that complimentary yeah. thing plus he sub he was the first Spider Man substitute so mm, that's true so one one thing I liked uh, that Slot did reference his first appearance with the window washing mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. that was a nice little throwback to the longtime fans that was not bad yeah. Well, that makes sense because it's Hobie effing Brown. That's when you use continuity. That's right. Uh, well, yeah, the character is old. I mean, and and if my memory serves correctly, didn't uh, John Romita Jr. This is the first character that he told his dad about. This is the yes, he designed, that's right. He designed the character. Yeah. He designed the character, and his dad drew it. Yes, in the, in the I, like, I never knew that. That's yeah. If you that. if you go back to uh, Hobie's first appearance, there's a small yeah. box. Yes, that's right. Because I just read it. That acknowledges John Jazzy John Jr. That was yep. that was Jazzy John Jr.'s first credit. Yep, mm-hmm. and he's just a little kid. Yeah. So, any other pros, Jr.? What some pros out of you? Well, I guess I like the artwork. It's very uh, Stuart Immen. Immen. 
Yeah, I'll give you it that. It is very. It is a little Stuart. It, it's not yeah. as fine tuned as him, no. but I would agree. It, but it, it's 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 very. Uh, it's a poor man's Stuart. <laughs> well, let's, let's let's not say that his, his style is just different. I really like the artwork in here. I I, I, I should have said that under prose, but I, the artwork in yeah. here was nice. Yeah, we didn't have it, old man pelvis. Well, uh, I, I think if this you know Silva and and you put Silva with. With uh, old man, yeah, oh, got me calling. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cameron Cameron Coley. Coley, you down with OMP or, or yeah, OMP? <laughs> yeah. The, the notorious OMP is that what we call it? Old man Pelvis. When you put Silva and Cameron Coley together, I think that that's a very dynamic, similar enough, enough art but different in in certain respects. That it's mm-hmm. it flows better. It's a lot better than the last uh, fill-in artist we that they used, which I don't. I have to look. I don't know if it was the same guy. As if it was, he must have had a different inker because this is a lot more in inward, uh, spiritually like Kamikoli's right. artwork. I did not like the cover art. Uh, the cover art. Well, you don't like Alex Ross? Huh? Well, I didn't like this. No. I, I, it just it looked clunky to me. It looks yeah, clunky. it's it, very clunky. It, it you, it's hard to tell that that's a woman on the cover. Yes. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zach, that Zach, stop now! Don't say, don't, don't expound on that. <laughs> that and I was uh, waiting for him to say something wildly inappropriate. <laughs> what are you talking about? I never nothing. Go on, Jr. Are you a fan of Hobie Brown? <laughs> I don't dislike him or anything. I wouldn't call myself a fan, but you know he's a decent supporting character. He's been around forever, yeah. nearly fifty years, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's do cons. Any. What's our biggest con? What took it from being an aide, uh, George? Well, uh, the writing here. Francine, Francine's reactions to the things that are happening are not organic. Yeah. I mean, a supervillain just killed her. That, that, that's her last memory, and suddenly she's in a room full of them, and she's fine with it. Yes, I get that she's into the thrill, and she's kind of a, a supervillain groupie and all, but at the same time... You know, especially with the lizard in there. I mean, my God, it's a lizard guy. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. bat an eye. I mean, she knows who they are. She has a frame of reference. She immediately recognizes them. And then, you know, any any New Yorker probably would from having read the news. But no. I mean, but she's not phased by it at all. I mean, she just kind of hangs around in the background to be uncomfortable when they bring Max in. You know, while Max is trying to say, hey, sorry for the whole killing you thing. You know, <laughs> when I got excited, I didn't mean to. I just, you know. Uh, you know, but it's she flips from that into like the parasite from DC in the blink of an eye. <laughs> you know, and then suddenly she goes right in the supervillain mode. Suddenly she's talking sassy, and you know she's she's quipping, and you know it's it's just it doesn't feel right. It didn't feel right. I mean, the character's way too comfortable with suddenly having all these new powers. And I get this. I get that, that genetically, she's you know she's different, and 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 maybe there's some sort of genetic imprint from from left over from whatever part of electros in her. But at the same time, it just it felt awkward. Yeah. What is that called that we've often criticized that writing style is the the plot is is leading the the, the plot the, is driving the characters, not the characters driving. Oh yeah, and, and, and yeah. this is slots back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is where slot works. That's he's all plot driven, yeah. not character driven. And and it would have been a more interesting story if she had accidentally killed Hobie, and mm-hmm. then she had to, and then and then she had to struggle with that, seeing as how somebody accidentally killed her the same way. Mm-hmm. 
Right. That yeah. would have that would have made for a little bit better. That would have made her a lot more interesting. Instead, she just turns into another cookie cutter, you know, quip female version of a yeah. character. Of a, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was it was uninspired and insipid. This is a yeah. this is one of those comic. I mean, normally when you ever re- reviewing comics, sometimes it's kind of difficult to see where the comic goes wrong at times. Not in this case because. I can tell that the very moment where she kisses Max, the whole thing would just went completely downhill from there. It did. Yeah, I mean everything after. I mean, right at the midpoint, everything after that pay after that page is just went okay. You just, you were right. You were doing fine, slot, and then at this moment, nope. You just had to have, you know, because you couldn't. You can't help but have to have this push this new character, the Francine Fry. Aha, uh-huh, get it? Because uh, you know she got fried by uh-huh. Electro. Yeah, uh, and so she has to pu- he has to push this new character and everything. You know, so she has so he has to kill not one but two Stanleys and Steve Ditko characters, um, and also I think and and I think in a way, if uh, people if you had a the new Prowler series coming up, um, I think that that was already going to be a hard sell enough as it is. This now becomes even more so because technically you're not re- that new series is not going to be about. The the Prowler, it's going to be about Prowler's clone. Well, I don't know that he was cloned. Remember well, what I said? He, he's stepping out of a different machine here. He is stepping out of a different machine, yes. I do give, give you I, that. I, but I think what's happened is that they've used that that medicine to regrow his organs or whatever that, that was damaged by Francine's attack. Because remember, they at the start of the story, they even mentioned that. So I okay, think it's yeah. him. He just has like rejuvenated limbs but whatever, or, or organs or you know whatever got but, fried. But technically, but technically, he would be a clone because because I think that pill that the Jackal's giving these them is supposed to preventing clone degeneration. Maybe he's only partly cloned because he's got cloned parts. Yeah, well, and also Maybe well, talking about. But here's the thing: if we do find out, because remember there is that well, I know comic book covers lie all the time where they're showing them that he's burying that other body. So if there's another Prowler body lying around, I mean. So that would that would also kind yeah, of yeah that would that would put the nail in the coffin on that. that would put the nail in the coffin because I, I I have no desire why like this is if if it's this Hobie and it turns out that it's it's still him he's just been regenerated or whatever that I would be still, fine yeah I could still follow that but if it's a clone no I'm out dog that's a deal breaker I have <laughs> yeah. no interest in reading a clone of Hobie and that Brown. that's that to me was kind of like when I'm looking at this is like okay, and that the other thing too this is supposed to, remember ironically this is supposed to be a story about bringing characters back to life but are we going to bring Max Dillon back? Oh, of course not, because you know we can't we can't have two. God forbid we have two lectures in this story. For all we know, he's sitting there still smoking. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, still smoking yeah. he's still smoking in the in the corner there. Did, Just- did I give a grade? I don't. Nobody gave a grade any- George. George. Oh, was that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go around the horn then. Uh, George gave it a grade of what? C minus. Okay, Zach. I'm going to give it this B. Okay, Jr. I gave it a C minus. Uh, Mike. D plus. Oh, ooh. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a B minus. Because you like the cover? No. <laughs> I, uh, I don't actually I don't like the now cover. Now Brad's so flipping I, me off. I should take off because I'm not a, a fan of the cover. I, I should uh anyway. Uh, uh, the one thing I uh, that I kinda get I'm annoyed by is that okay, we've got a female electro when we had a perfectly good female electro called Aftershock who appeared in uh Is that from Spider Girl? Yes. I'm just being, mm-hmm. I'm being facetious. What? One thing I noticed in here is that uh, uh, Electro, Max, not yeah. the new Electro, uh, continually calls uh, Jackal Miles. Yeah, and, he does. And, and Jackal never corrects him. 
That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So it's really letting us to believe that maybe yeah, this is that this is still Miles Warren, albeit with an, in a new uh, new suit. It may and be Miles Warren in a, in a Peter Parker body. Uh, well, no, I, I was thinking about that, but I'm thinking it's it well because there was an image like, like if you, a superior remember, jackal. Well, no, but if you but if you look <laughs> but if you look back like way earlier, one of the flashbacks, you can kind of see the hint that he's wearing like those Miles Warren glasses. And he's got like lighter hair when he was not wearing the mask. So I'm thinking this is still Miles Warren, albeit he's in a younger body. He's in a younger body. He's in a younger one than he's than his other than the other. Yeah, Miles why, clones. Why, would get, why would you get an older one? Might as well get a new. Yeah, one. he's got the older clones running around. So he's they're the ones doing all the work because you see because if you see there's those Miles he has the Miles Warren's clones with him too. Because that's yeah. something that 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 slot also introduced was he has like a whole entourage of Miles's. Um, Hang, do, doing his uh, hanging on his beck and call kind of all thing. It, so. All it does is prove that contrived storytelling will always live forever so long as there's clones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, JR, some cons out of you. Well, I just really hate to pay for an Amazing Spider-Man comic that really doesn't give me any Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and That's what my big con. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I mean, and... Uh, I mean, next issue is going to be a little bit different because it focuses on, you know, one of his greatest villains. But mm-hmm. still, um, and, uh, I, you know, this story, this story is just too slow in, in going, you know, to be honest. Uh, I, I keep feeling that I, the, that the, the rug is going to be pulled out, honestly. I, uh, on the, the fact that whoever's wearing the jackal mask is be call, being called Miles all the time makes me think that that's a deliberate misdirection and this really isn't Miles. Oh, it is. It is. Well, remember, though, the Green Goblin and Superior Spider-Man, because you thought they were trying to do that whole... Yeah, know, misdirection. Thing, it turned misdirection, out Norman, turned yeah. to, It turned about to be Norman Osborn, who looks yeah. like a... With a, a biker from a guy from, reject from a biker game. He, lo- so. he looked like, <laughs> like, like, a, like an extra from uh, like a well, X-Men. Well, a- yeah. Abraham from <laughs> The Walking Dead is what he looked like almost. But, oh, yeah, uh, but in, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might be, but then it, that's another thing too. I mean, just if he is, and I don't know, I don't like. I said, I've never felt slot plays fair with his mysteries, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think when you're always supposed to, when you look at how when a mystery is solved, you're supposed to look, look back and say, oh yeah, I get like when Bruce Willis was dead at the end of the Sixth Sense or whatever. You know, you saw all the clues, you know, and and you piece it together. But I, you know, I don't. And it's just taking too long. I mean, hell, I'm. I mean, I'm. Old, I'm so old. I may not live to see this story conclude. Um, it just. <laughs> so, so, but, but yes, seriously. I mean, the payoffs. I'm just. I'm tired of these very slow payoffs. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a question to you, Jared, because I was thinking that same thought. I paid for a Spider-Man comic and I got the Amazing Prowler. How would Stan Lee handle this story in um, a 1960s issue? Because back in the day, you couldn't take your character out of the book this much. Well, granted, he wouldn't write this story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a false equivalence. I mean, no, it's no. Yeah. Oh, the letters page would have blown up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, it would have. Exactly. But I mean, we we just went through like what a year and a half without Peter really when when mm-hmm. Ock was was uh, in Superior. Yep, but see that—that's not how Stan plotted, though. I mean, Stan didn't plot for the long game. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, he had the multi-stories, multi-part stories. But I, you know, other than I'm trying to think of when he did have a, uh, when did he have, when did he have a mystery? Did he have a? I mean, they had the Green Goblin reveal. That maybe I guess was a mystery. Stan never, ma- Stan never had to pad for the, the trade. Ma- the master planner. Well, that kind of got spoiled with the second issue. Though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, it's it's no, it's. I'm just uh, I I don't think in in at least sixties and seventies comics the supporting cast had so much of a book devoted to them. Mm-hmm. And and Spider-Man was just taken off the table so much like he was in this issue. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is, Brad, is that we've, we've, we've established now after Superior and then after this issue and the next that when Slot uses Peter Parker very little, the story, the story improves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How I, sad I, is that? Mm-hmm. It's it's true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Any other comments on this issue before we move on? Oh, I would okay. actually ask George a question. Yeah. Since okay. he's our Pokemon Go, go uh, expert, oh, Lord. Yes. I was doing a little bit of research on this on this thing. Um, yeah. And so how they, how do these uh, how do these minions find a Vaporeon, which is a water based Pokemon, in a building which is not near any large bodies of water? Um, yeah. That can happen. I have found magic. Oh, really? Okay. Without water, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I mean, I thought it, that they would. It doesn't I, have to be. And I have found um, other water type Pokemon uh, that aren't near water. Um, the thing is, is that when you're around water, you have a higher chance of finding them. Finding them, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on to issue number eighteen. All right. Uh, let's see. Who is reviewing this one? Oh, this would be me. me. Mike, yeah. Mike, because you love Ock. Yes, I do, actually. You love Ock, and take us through this issue. Okay, sir. this is a, this issue was written once again by Dan Slott and also re- uh, illustrated by R.B. Silva. Now, you remember way back in uh, Spider-Verse, when, uh, back when Doc Ock was still the superior Spider-Man, a.k.a. Doc Spock? I know some people don't like me mentioning that name, but that's the nickname I'm sticking with. Um and you know how he was talking when he before he was sent back, he was talking to that Anna Maria hologram that he made, and he's like, "Oh, go into hiber- hibernation mode from you know for for 100 days." You all remember that? I think our listeners do, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And how we were all thinking, "Oh, Doc has got some kind of Otto's got some contingency plan up his sleeve, and he's that's how is his get all jail free card." Yep, that's confirmed in this issue because just because. Prior to Doc Ock being sent back in time, back to his own time, he made a digital copy of his own brain and downloaded it into his uh, Superior Spider-Man gauntlets. Okay, so he wait. So and so after 100 days, uh, this this Doc this new Doc Ock copy mind copy thing or Bob or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it gets. You know, we'll just call him we'll just call him Auto 2.0. How about that? <laughs> um, so Auto Auto 2.0 wakes up, coincidentally enough, right at when the original Parker Industries headquarters gets destroyed, as you might recall in Amazing Spider-Man Volume Three, Number 18. So once Auto 2.0 wakes up, he um, his the gauntlets combine into a into a into another octobot although it looks more like a spider bot but semantics and so he decides to once again take over peter parker's body until he realizes that wait that's not going to work because peter has already defeated um auto 1.0 <laughs> okay early the, you know earlier and so he says so he comes up with the alternative which is and that's when he la- when he latches on to the living brain and takes over, takes over him. 
And so then for the next eight months, he's, we, we see a little bit of a montage that we confirms it, yes, that somehow Auto 2.0 was the one responsible for turning Parker Industries into a global enterprise under, without Peter realizing it. Um, we don't, we're not told how he does this, but he apparently did this. He also, yes, he also framed Shajani Joffrey and got her fired. And all this time, Auto 2.0 is having to suffer the indignity of being treated like a robe, uh, like a butler, having to say, "Would you like a tasty beverage?" and and also seeing Anna Maria being, being all, getting all smoochy with her new boyfriend. So be, there's one one day Auto 2.0 just can't stand it no more. And so he decides to slip Anna Maria's new boyfriend on Mickey Finn, and it works. And he proceeds to decide he's going to plan to take over um, Anna Maria's new boyfriend um, by by downloading his mind into his body. And there, and when he does that, he's thinking that once he does that, then he and Anna Maria can live all happily ever after, and they can make the world a better place for science. Only it doesn't work because he then realizes that his that that when Otto when when Otto invented the um, the Freaky Friday mind swap machine, it only works with two brains, his and Peter's. And so he thinks, Drat, I got to think of some other way to get rid of this guy. So what is he? So he decides to basically book him a trip to Australia. Under the pretext that he has a new job, and, uh, and so the next scene we see Aiden essentially telling Anna Maria goodbye, and um, goes off, and and she's all heartbroken because you know she, you know because yeah, barely she can't do the long distance relationship thing, which yeah they're tough. Um, so then right on cue, um, you know the the living. Auto two points two points about to come in when um, Peter Parker gets you know, calls in and tells her uh, Anna Maria, hey, there's this new you know, I want you know you how you were checking out the new you, well something strange is going on with this company you know, duh. So I want you to try to check. I want you to see what the, you know if they we want to see if they're on the up and up and everything. So so there's that. So after. After that happens, um, Auto 2.0 goes to Anna Maria saying, "Like, hey, what's wrong?" She says, "Oh, he says, you know, why he, and why did you keep? Why did you call um, Doctor Parker Slick?" And she says, "That's the name that I used to give um, give him when I was um, when we were dating." And he says, "But it was, but I, but he wasn't really Peter. It was really Otto." And so Auto 2.0 kind of asks, "Well, if." If this auto person was standing next to you right now, and you had a chance to you to get back together, would you? And Anna Maria gets visibly disgusted at this and says, "Ew, God, no!" And Auto 2.0 is like, "Why?" And she explains this whole thing about how she never that when she first met Peter, she not only didn't know he was Spider-Man, she didn't know it was really Otto Octavius inside his body and for some reason maybe because she was living in a cave this whole time she never even heard of dr octopus before all this <laughs> i don't yeah i don't know how so after she found out the truth she did a little research and reading up on him and found out yeah that dr octopus was a little nuts you know what with him trying to blow up the world and everything and so 
Then she, and so, and then she's, and she basically give and she, she says, oh, thanks for listening to the brain. You've been such a good friend. And she gives him a peck on the cheek and she, you know, you're a good listener. And I can now move on from Otto. If I, no, if I can move on from, if I can move on from Otto, I can move on from my, from my loser rebound boyfriend guy who moved to Australia. And so, and so Otto 2.0 is just like thinking, what just happened? This, this, this is, wasn't, this, I, I'm supposed, this was, I'm supposed to be back together with her. And he's thinking, well, maybe this research from new you, which of course is, <clears throat> is all about cloning new organs and whatnot. He says, maybe I can make myself a new body and become, uh, Otto Octavius again until, but then he thinks, no, I can't do that because she hates Dr. Octopus, but then thinks, oh, she was giving Lonnie looks at uh, Peter during that whole teleconference, so maybe she still likes him. So I can maybe I should download my brain back into him again. Um, so then he arranges it to uh, so that he has to personal so that oh, has to personally go to uh, New York, you know, under the, that so that the living brain can get uh, checked up and everything. So Anna Maria. They show this whole thing where they're taking him through the airport and they have to go through this whole routine where she has to sh- temporarily shut him off. And we get this scene where, of course, it, where Otto's kind of freaking, you know, in panic because every time he gets shut off, it's like literally dying essentially to him. It's like because he's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, he's like, he's just at this point, he's just, I have to be human again. I cannot stand having to go through this all this time, always going through this periodic black, black, black darkness void all the time. Um, and so while they're at the Parker Industries building in New York, which of course was, you know, the Baxter building, um, and they're doing all the routine checkup, uh, Auto 2.0 kind of asks Peter, so um, how exactly did you, when Dr. Octopus was, took over your body, how did you defeat him? And, both Anna Marie and, and Peter, they say, oh, well, Otto just kind of decided, you know, realized that he couldn't save Anna Maria from the Green Goblin by himself. So he purposely sacrificed himself, deleted his own brain to allow Peter to regain control. And, at the, and, when, and when Otto 2.0 hears this, he completely loses it and starts, you know, really lashing out. He says, Calling him, you guys are lie. This is lies. This is all dupl- this is duplicity and everything. Peter changes into Spider-Man and tries to avoid, tries to get Anna Maria away. A and but Anna Maria is insisting, no, no. Uh, for some reason, I know that li- that brain will not hurt me. I just have this feeling about it. And so she tells Spider-Man to kind of to deactivate to activate his uh, shutoff sequence. But and just as as he's about to do this, uh, Otto instead activates the living brain's self-destructed sequence and blows himself up. And so we have another Stanley Steve Ditko character who bites dust. And so we can we can let's get all get the, get the hankies out folks because he'll be back. Yeah. Well, no. just, just like just like the microscope. Well, and he can be rebuilt. <laughs> and he can be rebuilt, I suppose, yeah. but yeah, he's he's gone. And so and then Spidey's thinking to himself, well, that's the last time I will ever have to face Doc Ock ever again. Idiot. Yeah, because the next thing we <laughs> see is Otto 2.0 back in his little spider gauntlet bot thing going, well, 
The problem was, well, that's the last time I ever tried to take over Peter's body again because I realized that that he, it must have been him that made me that made my predecessor flawed. And so he's going to decide. So he's going to go to New You. Yeah, he's even though he means he's going to have to crawl his way all the new all the way from New York to San Francisco. <laughs> so that's the end of the issue. And um, yeah. all right, well, what's your grade? And sir? My grade actually was a B minus. I actually quite yep. enjoyed it. So. I liked it. Yep. Uh, let's go, let's go around the horn for grades. Uh, Jr. Well, I gave it a C plus this time. Okay. Uh, George. Zach. <laughs> what happened to George? Uh, you know, I, I like this issue because it does finally feel like we're wrapping up a bunch of loose plot threads. Mm-hmm. The yep. the pro- the problem with this is, I went back and looked. Superior Spider-Man eighteen. Yes. This subplot took entirely too damn long to resolve. <laughs> how, so. how long did it take? How many years? Uh, let me look right quick. Um, 18. Okay. Superior Spider-Man. 18 years? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man 18 came out on September 18th of 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like three three, to three years. years to get to this point. That to get true. to this point. Yeah, wow. um, that is true. That is that is entirely too long of a plot thread. The Hobgoblin subplot <laughs> didn't get solved in three years, for God's sake. Well, the Clone Saga took longer. No, but... it took 27 months. Let's get it right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So you're saying wow. this actually took longer than the Clone Saga? This took long. longer than the Clone Saga. <laughs> <laughs> this from the clone lover, he sees this, it took longer. I mean, for God. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. This I, You've heard me complain about the long game. I'm glad yeah. we're getting to this point. But <laughs> how... F- and this is what... Allegedly, two issues a month. Yes. <laughs> so, not, so it would be six years if this was in Stan Lee's era. <laughs> six years. So, uh, here, here, real quick. Here, I'm going to do the math. Okay, hold on a second. Let me get my calculator. Uh, okay, two issues a month. How many months did it take? It took. Three years, right? Yeah, six months. That thirty-six, 36 months, months, right? Yeah, thirty-six months times. Um, let's see, three ninety-nine. Oh wow! Oh, okay. You're doing price point okay. two. That's hundred. Really yeah. trying to make people sad right now. <laughs> yeah, one hundred forty-three dollars and sixty-four cents. Well, that that's just that's just one issue. Let's do that times two, right? Well, no, no, I did that. Yeah, because you were talking thirty-six issues. Yeah, that's how. If you're paying three nine four dollars a pop. And you're paying, okay. yeah. So this comes out one forty three times two. Is that right? No, it's actually it's actually uh, the three ninety nine times uh, thirty six. Because oh okay yeah because yeah, you, I got you know. so it took one hundred forty three dollars <laughs> to get here. Yep. <laughs> not count probably yeah. Wow, that's a long plot thread. And not <laughs> one jar of lube to go with it. Not, <laughs> never a, never a KY cross promotion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, George, when we went to you, you didn't hear you. What was your grade? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I must have been muted. I didn't mean to be. No, I said sure. C plus also. Oh, okay. C plus. I, I'll give it a. I'll give it a B because I gave the other one a B minus. I, I like this one just a smidge better. Yeah, yeah. Did, who, did, uh, did we get everybody's grade? Jr. Did I get yours? Yeah, yeah I gave it a C plus. plus. Yeah. He gave a C plus. Yeah. My Zach did. Zach, did Zach, did we get yours? Uh, I gave it. I'm giving it a B plus. I, I, 
This was a plus. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, this was a good issue. I enjoyed this issue mm-hmm. because it felt like we were finally getting somewhere. Where? But yeah. then you, but then you start to think about it really hard, and you're going, "Oh my god, it's been three effing years." Mm-hmm. Is it worth the journey? No. <laughs> this could have been, no. This really could have been done in eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Easy, mm-hmm. easy, because we had a bunch of side side missions that unfortunately we got stuck on. It's like right. if you're playing a video game, we got stuck on all the side missions. We wanted to go to the linear linear mission, and we couldn't get there. It's like Grand Theft Auto. We went and played some pool. Well, there, there. What? <laughs> we got, went got some hookers. Got some well, hookers. Well, I've got I've got something for this that probably maybe even make some people maybe even more upset. Uh, yeah. But we'll oh, save yes. that for the cons. Let's, let's yes, we'll save that let's for the cons it. though. Um, okay. I did like the artwork. Yeah, the artwork again is pretty good. Uh, let's go through. Let's go through pros. Mike, go ahead. Uh, well. As a, I think the, um, I made it no secret that I do like, I do like Doctor Doctor Octopus. I do think I consider him one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. And I think one of the things about this, and, and for all those times we bag on Dan Slott, he does understand who Doctor Octopus is. Perhaps a little too well, uh, but um, but I like how the fact, and I like how in this issue he once again we're reminded of that. And this is a doctor, and. I like how the fact that this once again we're getting a Doc Ock who is once again a villain, um, who is and but at the same time he's it's not just he's going back to his mad scientist routine. He's now has some added layers to him. Uh, this is a Doctor Octopus because this is a Doc Ock because of his because of his time as, as Spider Man is now convinced that everything he does, no matter how nefarious or underhanded, is for the greater good. Um, I like the, also the fact that. We see how that his supposed love for Anna Maria is really just complete obsession, or how all of this is really that he's. And we see how he's utterly petrified of this of what he believes is death, and how that this idea that he will be just become non-existent. I think it, maybe Slack could have done a little bit more with that, actually, with that with the constant being turned on and off all the time when he's the living brain, and and also we get a really I think what I really appreciated was even though through all the you know the you know when he's when when Doc Ock is going through his whole um, you know egomaniacal speeches and all this other stuff, we still get a we still get some humanity out of the guy, and we still we yeah. understand his hopes and desires and his fears and his dreams and that. Yeah, and I think to to Slot's credit, he was able to do that with him, and he's able to kind of that he was able to kind of elevate uh, Doc Ock more as a character be, under his tutelage. And I think this complete like, opposite of what's been going yeah, been going on op- with Peter, it, it, and that's a frustrating complete part. opposite, yeah. complete opposite. Yeah, it was just it, yeah, yeah. And that's that is a frustrating thing. I mean, but it does show that he can't that when he does understand a character, he does understand a character, and, it, well, and, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that he's obsessing over a woman, this is not the first time we've seen Ock do this. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Unlimited, unlimited number three. Um, that was a Tom DeFalco story. Yeah, the Tom DeFalco story where he's trying to find the cure for AIDS. Yeah, that's right. With his, with his, first, lo- with his first love. That's, cr- that's true. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, some of the best um, villains are ones that truly believe that they're doing it for the greater good. They don't oh, think of themselves. They, they don't. Oh, yeah. it. And yeah. that's what that's why the the jackal, the meta arc with the jackal is so compelling is that he really believes that he's the good guy. Now, right. And uh, the, I mean, the the other thing about this too is I think the the to add on that point is, I mean, this is really playing up the idea, also playing up the idea, and also other uh, issues with uh, underslot with uh, with Doc Doc on it is that 
under certain circumstances, Otto Octavius is what Peter Parker might have become. Um, on you know, if, I mean, yeah, you can argue that. Well, if he, you know, Peter had the influence of Aunt May and Uncle Ben and everything, but but at the same but at the same time, there's a lot of Peter does have times where he has that bit of ego and arrogance to him at, at, at sometimes, and Otto has that amplified like that a hundredfold. But there is elements yeah. of Otto that has that has a little bit more of even before this whole spirit, Superior Spider-Man thing, where he had those kind of elements to him, and I think the slot also was able to kind of was able to bring those qualities out into the forefront, you know. For, but yeah, mm-hmm. other pros. I thought the artwork was strong again this issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like. This is uh, apparently this is how the uh, ASM issues are going to be during Clone Conspiracy. So mm-hmm. if we get these spotlight character stories, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If they enhance the overall Clone Conspiracy story. Right. Think about uh, what you just said. You're okay with stories of, uh, of Spider-Man without Spider-Man. Yeah. Because that's where we are today. Yeah. The the miniseries predates the leading title. Yeah, now, the miniseries I, is going to be the leading the main Spider-Man yeah. for all. Do I think it should have been opposite that the Clone Conspiracy main story should have been an amazing? Absolutely, and I'll argue that all day long. But at least we're going to get into the heads of these characters, which is something that Dan Slott has failed to do so many times. Think about the Inheritors, for mm-hmm. example. How they were just so one-dimensional, so one-note. We don't get into those characters' heads. They're they're there just to you know make uh, Brad Douglas cry with uh, this lion, calling <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the death of the amazing friends, or you know yeah. Spider Girl, Spider uh, Spider Girl's dad needlessly being killed because reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. I need to put this on the front page, but I, I stumbled across this uh, YouTube clip of an interview with Dan Gilvizian, who is uh, it's a video interview. At a Comic-Con, and uh, he was the voice of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. And uh, after the interview was over, he was like, I hate to break this to you, but you're dead. <laughs> and he goes, what? And he showed him the issue in, in uh, of the Amazing Spider-Man where one of the, the inheritors kills the Amazing Friends. And he was like, what sick mind did this? <laughs> <laughs> I know what sick mind did it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's a great. And to hear a Spider-Man's voice say it is even better because we can't see it in the book. <laughs> we, might have to, we might have to get the, strip the audio and say, what, who, who did this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I may not have the quote exactly right, but he was very offended. Mm-hmm. And as was I. So, uh, yeah. I think everybody was offended at some point. I think that was the whole point of it um but again <laughs> you look at that event it was a great idea bad execution yep um i'm really thinking that this is not that hopefully this is not going to be the case but my my expectations are pretty low for a clone story <laughs> let yeah. that sink in for a minute marvel <laughs> my expectations for a clone story are low you know what happens generally with sequels in the third one? Yeah. They're not, They're not as, as good, good as after the other two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dark Knight, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises wow. had such potential, too. And it was oh, just, it did. I, it's not a horrible movie, but it's not yeah. as good as the previous one. Way too long. Anyway, uh, back back to Spider-Man, which is why we're here. Yeah. Cons, uh, let's keep going cons. Okay, here's, here's the thing. Uh, Sorry, I thought we were already in cons. Well, we're, 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 well my main con... Here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have. I've got yet. priorities here, so. 
<laughs> yep. um, but the main con I have with this, and um, as much as I like Doc Ock as back as a villain, technically, this is not the same Doc Ock we saw at the end of Superior Spider-Man. Because this Doc Ock did not have the same experiences that he went through from issue Superior Spider-Man number 20 through 30, which arguably, although it wasn't really done very well, that was when Otto kind of had his sort of redemptive epiphany moment, um, which they even addressed in this issue. And so, if you think about it, Slot has completely sort of invalidated that entire... the those issues of Superior Spider-Man and maybe even validated the entire purpose of Superior Spider-Man with this because by reverting Doc Ock back to a villain like the like he does in this it kind of makes that whole sacrifice that Otto made in the uh, Superior Spider-Man kind of meaningless it just and I'm not even going to get into the discussion of whether or not this is this Otto is even could even be considered the real Doc Ock because it by its own admission it's a copy of a dead person's mind and whatever um, well, the the one that died was already a clone. Yeah, that's true. That's why I mean, that's this, that's this will be his second this, clone, the second time time around yeah. doing this whole thing. Because he when he died, he died in he the Clone Saga. Died in the Clone Saga. Yeah, coincidentally enough. Um, in order, Boy, to promote, Doc doesn't survive Clone Saga. No, he does that. not. Um, <laughs> and also, he apparently and was brought back because by having a his body being rebuilt and having a clone as sort of a a digital clone, if you will, transplanted that body. It would look like we're going to get the same thing here again. Yeah. Um, but I was also, I mean, when I wrote, the, when I did the review for this thing um, over at whatever Spider Can, I got into an, I got into sort of a, uh, sort of a sort of mini debate with um, Mark Alford, who writes, who now writes um, the Amazing Spider-Man reviews on the on the on the Crawl Space site, who was kind of saying, well, no, 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 the issues still, the, the Superior Spider-Man issues, they still happen. Um, this is also, I mean, it's, and also the fact that this is, even though this is a different auto, I mean, it's still, that's, that sacrifice can, that still, that still kind of counts. And, and he did make a very, you know, convincing, compelling argument. I just don't necessarily agree with it, but I just, I just find that this issue, I mean, it's kind of undoes a lot of what Slot himself sort of built and sort of that progress, that character progression that he established for, Doc Ock during Superior Spider-Man, and that's un- been undone now. It's just because you've literally kind of wiped out, you know, you know that those compelling that compelling part, and just and now he's back to being sort of the, you know, the villain, you know, because this is a, because again, this is like this is a character who's never went through those experience. This is a Doc Ock who never went through those experiences, and I think that kind of and in me again, it undervalues uh, Superior Spider-Man as a whole run as a whole. Not again. Not that he did it well, but you know. But still, it's kind of disappointing on that at, on that score. So, mm-hmm. let's do some more cons. I haven't heard from Jr. in a bit. Go ahead, Jr. Well, I, th- frankly, this whole new you thing, I just and I, th- I think I said this the last time, and mm-hmm. I hate to repeat myself, but this really isn't much of a plot. I mean, you know, the the cloning organs for transplants. I mean. One, I'm sure, long ago, we, we've surpassed this long ago in the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe. I mean, Miles Warren is cloning entire bodies all the time. He's been cloning bodies since the 70s, entire yep. bodies. Yep. And it's like, but and, and we're actually experimenting with this technology now. So the plot just, it's it's like, it's like it doesn't 
just register with me whatsoever, to be honest. Mm. And I would say that's a, a big miss, to be honest. Well, yeah, because uh, the jackal same it's, stick again. It's a it's a retread of a retread. Yeah, but I mean the the thing is, Peter's oh, you know, he's Peter's acting like this cloning organs is a whole new th- special thing, and it's like, wait yeah. a minute, this has been going on in the Mar- You know, wait, one of your one of your nastiest enemies has been doing this for exactly. decades. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so the the plot's just not uh, motivating me. Uh, and then the, um, you know, looking at the teaser at the end or whatever, where Spidey's standing in front of another tombstone, yawn, 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 you know. <laughs> Is it J. Jameson? Oh, probably? it's going to be J. Jameson. I have a feeling it will be. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is not unlike the original Clone Saga with uh, <clears throat> Mark Bagley drawing it better. Well, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Brad Douglas fan of. Um, I like Alex Ross. Uh, yeah. Alex Ross, because <laughs> I've got several posters in my office. I'm looking at right now that, in my Ross. But Bagley did it better. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, other cons before we wrap this up and go around the web. Um. E- no, I, I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, come on, Zach. You can. You can. Bang. George, we haven't heard from George for his cons. <clears throat> no, I mean it's it's a, my my con is sort of meta in that mm-hmm. you guys brought up the fact that you know we to to tell a good Spider-Man story last issue we had to not have Peter you know hardly in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's the same. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Same basically, thing. you know, I mean, Peter doesn't really show up uh, until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's sad. I mean, it, <laughs> no other way around. I mean, it's yep. just sad. That's where, that's the reality we have now. That's where we are. And Spider-Man storytelling is that the stronger stories don't have him. Or, or and don't focus. does anyone suspect this is the wrap of a slots run? I mean, uh, we, we, I've been saying it. I know nobody believes me, but I, it, I, it, it feel if, I mean, it is culminating a lot of, Stuff he's been yeah. building. Well, though we still have to deal with Norman Osborn, where looking like Hush. So, I, he uh, put out he put out a tweet that uh, he's written one out of every five amazing issues. Oh God! Because he has a big board in his office. Yep. Uh, how many issues he does? Mm-hmm. Because he's that he's that <laughs> narcissistic. He's okay. that prolific. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, he he also said, and I'm not ending. Every anytime sooner, whatever the tweet was, and I saw. Yeah, and, and this is why I think Brad, that he's not ending. Yeah. He's just wrapping up a whole bunch of stuff before he gives yeah. us more of his of his patented brand of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're in a horrible spot. Uh, the the mm-hmm. book is yeah. not going to get better anytime soon. It's sort of the same dilemma the country's in right now. If you watch the presidential debates, and you know, you sit there and you watch Trump, you watch Hillary, and you're like, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either, either way, we are doomed. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's that's where Spider-Man is. But Spider-Man's been there for a while now. Um, the wheels are off the bus, and things are not going to improve anytime soon. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the discussion is that it still sells. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the only okay right the now. The Warcraft movie did well in China. The what? The Warcraft movie only made forty million oh. in the U.S. and it made like two hundred something million. Brad, or are you trying to? Brad, are you talking about the sales for Amazing Spider-Man 16? No, I'm just in general. Okay, he yeah, but Trump's the uh, Trump's. He what am I thinking of? Uh, he often it's talks huge. about how it's <laughs> the sales are huge. huge. We're gonna build a wall of clones. Keep the clones out. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's, that's George's. That's George's dream right there. To keep uh, <laughs> yeah. a wall full of clones. 
Aye, aye, aye. Anyway, all right, let's go around the web unless anybody has any last thoughts. No. Okay, um, let's go to that that website called Spider-Man Crawl Space and get our review. I don't want to hear anything from them. <laughs> they uh, we have, like things better than we do. I know, that's they true. Do. We have Neil. Neil uh, gave uh, number 17. Uh, great, he gave it a B plus. Brownie points, I see what you did there. Uh uh, oh, that's just a little side note about finding things in the issue. But he he liked it. He gave it a B plus, and Mark gave it an A minus. Uh, let's see. And that's first the first A from Mark, I believe. Yeah. He uh, what what standard is used to grade a comic? Is this enjoyable? Yes. Does it move the plot in a satisfactory way? Yes. Was I happy that I read the comic? Yes. Does it represent Spider Man well? No. But it doesn't do harm to the character either. Mm-hmm. So that's Mark's, and let's go outside of our website and go over to Superior Spider Talk. They gave the issue an 8.0, which is a B. Some people disagree that I call that a B. Uh, no, great. That, that, that's a point. That would be a that is a, from what we discussed last time. That that would, is exactly what that is. Okay, cool. Uh, quote, while Amazing Spider-Man Volume 417 does hash, no, rehash, <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> it does hash, uh, rehash a great deal of the events you of the previous... You spent too long on that mystery machine today there, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does rehash a good deal of the events of the previous issue. It does provide an even more intriguing look behind the scenes of the Jackal's clone-inspired plans. While the wait for a clone conspiracy is all the more pa- painful, readers should delight in a wonderful edition of R.B. Silva's expressive artwork. Uh, comicbookroundup.com gave this uh, issue... Oh, no, I take that back. Comic Book Roundup is a roundup of different websites. Like tomatoes, but with small points smaller. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess I don't need to read that well, What was their like overall the, meta score? What's the overall meta score of their... Their, their uh, critics' score is a 7.8, and the user is a 7.7. 7. So those are C pluses. Uh, 7.8 would be a B. I just look, look in the chat window. I just showed you the scale. Mm. He's providing you visual aids, Douglas. Hey, Douglas, yeah. That's how you would adjust that. Because uh, I, I know that you are a former teacher. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but you're wrong. But, uh, 80% is a B I am minus. Not, I am not wrong on this. I am not. I, I guarantee it. Because an F, 70? Brad, on the 1 to 100 scale is anything from a 1 all the way up to a 59. And it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. Yep. 16 to 69. You have to adjust just... for that when you do a 1 to 10. I'm out. All right. I'm gonna, Math I'm gonna is hard for one. Douglas because guess who? Guess what he does for a living? He reads. <laughs> I gave you a scale. I can count to one. That's how many fingers I'm holding. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I back uh, at you, Douglas. IG, it's okay. IGN, not ING. <laughs> too, mu- too much hash. Uh <laughs> What is hash, by the way? It's mar- Oh my god! Oh my- is it marijuana? Is that just? It's, is it it's another, it's another it's, slang term for 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 marijuana? Yeah. It's, like okay. a, it's like a dish you eat. that's like cobbled well, together from a whole bunch of different stuff, usually like old potatoes and crap, or uh, or um, uh, it's it's marijuana. It's one of the two. Okay. Well, this is a Spider-Man Hashish. show. Well, it's type of. We're gonna call it Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> IGN gave this one an eight point three. I say that's a B. That is a B. It's a B. Is a B. Yeah. Look at the scale I gave you. It's accurate. Trust me on it. Dude, dude, I had a pizza. I'm not looking at a scale. Uh, the verdict. 
suit goes a long way towards building a strong foundation for Dan Slott's next Spider-Man epic. It gives Hobie Brown some much-needed attention, while at the same time offering readers a closer glimpse of the Jackal and his plans for the Marvel Universe. The artist isn't quite as strong without Giuseppe Camoncoli at the helm, but this issue has plenty of strong storytelling moments regardless. Every other character in Marvel Universe is like, please don't give me special attention. Please don't give me well much-deserved <laughs> attention, because it means killing News- me. Yep. Newsarama, uh, with their newly redesigned website. Ugh. Eight out of ten. That's a, That's B, a B. Right? That's a B. Professor. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's God. see. Brad's going to cut the brakes on my car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Amazing 17 might not be for everyone. As far as arcs go, this moves much slower than Slot's usual work. <laughs> well, it was three damn three years. years. <laughs> three years longer than the That's close true. Slot's, Slot's normal default pace is like, uh, is like manga. <laughs> Although Bendis has got him beat, though, in terms of the decompression part. So. Quote, and that might lead to some frustration, as we just heard, for, re- for readers who have been hankering to see Peter get a little closer to his roots following his international war on the Zodiac. Ah. Instead of Slot's traditional formula of character-driven action. Uh, no. Uh, character-driven no. Have they been reading this? Characters are along the ride. There's been a lot of exposition narrative seed planting with this arc, and while he begins to pace some of that off in some bigger moments in this issue, it still feels a little like a departure from what made this series so great to begin with. But it's obvious from everyone who's ever read his work that Dan Slott lives and breathes Spider-Man. And if so any, he lives every, and breathes Doc Ock. He lives and breathes, he lives yeah, and exactly. breathes Dan Slott. <laughs> he lives <laughs> with oxygen. And if anyone has earned readers' trust... Oh my god. <laughs> wait. Oh my god. Wait an issue or two. It's Who him. wrote this? Hold on. This isn't an opening salvo as much as it's at the calm before the storm with Arby Silva at his side. Even the slow burn of a comic looks truly well amazing. Uh, the right of this is David Peposi. Ah. There's David's review. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad was... he has Dan Slott's trust. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, and let's that... go around the web for issue number eighteen. Neil's review on our website. He gives it. Let me scroll down. Final grade an A. He gives us an A minus. I'm sorry. Uh, by the time I was finished reading this comic, I was actually rather impressed by Slot's work this time around, and it was a fun little narrative that does slightly add on to the big picture. Uh, let's go over to Mark, uh, our second amazing reviewer on the front page. Let's scroll down and see what he gave it. I like how when our reviewers oh. give positive uh, marks to it, they say, don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> or a word to that effect in, at, at some yep. point in the in some point in the review. Uh, uh, he also gives an A minus. Mark's reviews. Uh, I, I love his little click here, and he has he has some funny funny stuff going on. Uh, let's see his where is his analysis? Uh, all in all, I really enjoyed the book. It's a follow up. What's happening to Otto that we've been waiting for? The only frustrating thing about this <laughs> Spider Man once again is a side. This time is it's warranted. We needed to get Ox story, and if we hadn't had so many stories that have marginalized Peter already, this wouldn't have seemed bad. I agree with that. Okay, let's go over to um, let's see. Oh, sorry, wrong volume of Amazing. I have pulled up. <laughs> there, how many issues of eighteen are there? Let's uh, see. Four. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, Amazing Spider Talk does not have number 18. Oh, well, they're on usually there pretty from. good at that, you know, getting that up pretty soon. But. What about that whateverspidercan.com? Right. Do we have to read that, that, guy, that schmuck? Yeah, stuff? well, that guy probably is, you know, he probably doesn't know what he's, he's talking about. That guy redefines ass clown. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just who is that guy anyway? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, David Papepsi's back over on uh, New Newsarama. This ought to be good. He gives he gives it nine out of ten. Gives... <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on. This guy must have loved Ishtar. <laughs> God. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, as I said with the last issue, quote: uh, Artist R.B. Silva proves he's got the right stuff for this title. While occasionally he and Inker. Andrino, wow, okay, can get a little wonky with the rendering of the characters' faces, the overall composition, blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, yeah, way to, way to marginalize this guy's opinion, blah, 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 I, 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 I don't know. Yada, yada, yada. With the Clone Saga conspiracy looming, it's easy for readers to slow down with Amazing Spider-Man through the lengthy number of prelude issues. If it was important, it would show up in the actual event series, right? No, nope, that's, I think the a big event should happen in the main book. But Dan Slott and Silva work strenuously oh, to earn ah! your heart <laughs> with Amazing 18, which brings back one of Slott's best characters back to the forefront as Doc Ock stands poised for a comeback. All right, that's his review. Don't call and it a comeback. So, really. IGN gives it, ooh, a 7.9. Is that a C plus? Uh, that is a B. That oh. is a B still. Not, what is, that is not what is the chart me. say that I gave you? It says I don't want to look okay. at it. Point nine is a B. B. On George's chart, seventy-nine percent is a C plus. It's oh high, high it is C not a C plus, Brad. Oh. This is this is not this is not a school grade. This is you're grading on a on a one to ten basis. Mm-hmm. You are gotcha. you are just you are, <sighs> he, he they give the book a good. Uh, Amazing 18 is occasionally clunky, but also an exciting look at the return of a major character. Clone Conspiracy has a tall order to fill if it's going to surpass Dan Slott's previous Spider-Man crossovers. (laughs) (laughs) But Slott is giving himself plenty of compelling material to work with as he sets the stage for that event. As much as Amazing Spider-Man 18 is weighed down by exposition at times, it offers a compelling look at the return of an iconic Spider-Man villain. Okay, that was Around the Web. JR, thoughts on the Around the Web? I don't listen to what any of those people think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after Spider History, I usually say, was this a good month for Spider-Man? JR, was this a good month for Spider-Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good month for Doc Ock. It was a good. It was not a good month for Hobie Brown. And it was a shitty month was, for Hobie Brown. And it was and it was really not a good month for Electro. Well, for Max. It, it was a okay month for Peter because he didn't have to work very hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a, I think Peter only appears in about the four pages. The entire yeah, uh, something like that. This is Marvel saying, "Hey, Pete, take a couple months off, man." Yeah. That's what Marvel said. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap this show up? Maybe we'll do Spider, spider Satellites again one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Maybe. probably not as many. I mean, because... Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the way Web they're Warriors going... Ending, you know? How much Web appeal, how much appeal really does that does that have, really? Uh, how many clamoring for the satellite thing? Like, like they have to have it. Like, it's their well, crap. You know what? If you want the satellites back, put it in the message board, uh, in the message board talk back thread. Because it cool. eats up a lot of time. 
It does. It does. It does. It does. Maybe we could do a spotlight, like, hey, these issues don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> if we covered it here, hey, maybe take a look at it. It doesn't suck. Uh, otherwise, yeah, like, Spi- eh. like Spider-Man Deadpool, for example. Spider-Man Deadpool does not suck. Uh, Miles, Miles' you know, book doesn't suck. You know, the uh, the Civil War II Spider-Man book is okay. It's it's another focuses on, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, uh, Clayton Clash. Clash. Yeah. So, See, so, that so Flash, it's, it's interesting enough. I think, okay. I think that, that story, interesting enough, is very tangential to what's going on in Civil War II, other than you know Ulysses. I mean, that could have been easily part of the main main book, too. Because it has more. what what Spider Book does suck. <laughs> uh, Spider Man. I, I was amazing Spider Man. I, I was hard. I'll be honest with you. I got I got to say something. I was hard on Web Warriors. Mm-hmm. I went back and reread it. It's a fun little jaunt. And somebody's got the uh, bottle cap opener ringtone on their phone, and I'm suspecting it's George. Because uh, I keep hearing it go off. Um, but uh, Web Warriors is not that bad of a book. It's it's a fun little jaunt. It's it don't take it seriously. It's not that bad. So it's a. Is it, is it as fun as Superior Foes? No, but it's 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 pretty harmless. Now, honestly, I'll tell you right now, Spider Gwen sucks. Just yeah. Oh, I don't well, it, it's getting. I think what the appeal of Spider Gwen. I mean, what what was there initially, what brought people on. It's kind of, it's kind of getting a little bit played out now because. It's because Emma Stone's not involved anymore. That's why that's this character yeah. was popular. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. For those who don't right, understand gang. what, what uh, my clone just said, it's because Emma Stone is not Wait, no longer you're part of the Spider-Man. Oh, what? <laughs> no. He's it's older than you. You're his clone. <laughs> we're all we're all JR's clones. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's the oldest. <laughs> well, then I must say that after all those the, 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 the genetic pool or whatever, or the genetic copying <laughs> has been very poor lately if you were clones of me. That, that, would, that would make Zach the youngest, and that would explain the degeneration. <laughs> You've gone that many generations, of course. <laughs> On that note, we're the last lucky he can speak in complete sentences and then just sit in the corner eating paste. <laughs> I was about, about to say this is worse than that Michael Keaton movie, Multiplicity. Though. Yeah. Uh, right, there. There. right there. 